0: I'm stoked about this. I've been waiting a really, really long time to do this case. I did and not I realize
1: know... like how like controversial Elizabeth Smart is. Apparently, oh yeah.
2: <laughs> Straight up evil. Leave the dog alone because the dog didn't do a damn thing, and now you're trying to feed him your plow. I kill all of your enemies and a dogfish attempt on the Garbage. I write the purple pigs in bed like too. you will. The
0: dog. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
2: that was wow. It's Elizabeth. There she and, is. Where is thing, she? She man. was really We didn't know, you know what was going to happen, but then don't don't
0: know. Hello,
2: everyone, and welcome to another episode of Straight Up Evil. My name is Jocelyn. I'm the brunette. We've got Katie. She's the redhead. Hello. And we have Carly. She's the blonde. Hiya. This is a very special Katie episode of Straight Up Evil. Quinny, how long have you been wanting to tell this story? Oh my God, for
0: so long I've been wanting to do it. If you are anyone that studies true crime and loves true crime like we do, this is a case that cannot be, It's it's on the list. Man, cannot be denied just, it's a miraculous uh, amazing rare story we we hardly ever get to talk about people that actually survive their mm-hmm. trauma their for real their traumas is this cousins. your first survivor Quinny? I think it might be actually what? I love it. It. we're talking about Elizabeth Ann smart she was kidnapped when she was 14 on June 5th of 2002 by a man named Brian David Mitchell from her home in the Federal Heights neighborhood of Salt Lake City Utah since the abduction elizabeth has become a major face and advocate for missing persons and for victims of sexual assault elizabeth smart was born on november 3rd 1987 i remember this case very well i remember it when it happened i remember exactly what it was going on in my life i'm sure you queenies do too she had four brothers and one sister she was the second oldest of her siblings siblings Were Charles, Andrew, William, Edward, and Mary Catherine. Yeah,
2: Mary Catherine. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay, and this is so funny. So this is one of my connections to this case. So Mary Catherine, her sister, her name is actually spelled like the way that my name technically should probably be spelled. So my mom named me Mary Catherine, but she named me Catherine with a C. And then she gave me the name Katie, but named me Katie with a K. So for my whole <laughs> for my whole entire life, everybody's like, oh, so you're Katie with a C? Like, you know, and I'm like, no, it's Katie with a K. And they're like, oh, so then you're Catherine with a K. And I'm like-
1: no, no.
0: It's <laughs> with so it's just funny because her name is actually spelled the way that mine technically should be spelled that's funny mm. so Elizabeth's family they were devout Mormon family they were upper middle class they attended the church obviously of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints they were avid members Elizabeth did live like a rather sheltered life they had movie night and just like talked about God and Elizabeth played the harp and she was good in school and soft-spoken and like they just had this quiet pretty sheltered life they- these parents provided mm-hmm. for their kids lois and ed smart are
1: her parents i can't hear the name and- lois without thinking a family guy lois. oh my
0: god like i don't seriously. know like, <laughs> like imprinted 100 her haircut so is even kind of similar yeah you know? it is <laughs> i love it she, att- she was in middle school. She attended Bryant Middle School. Like I said, she was smart. She was good in school, but she was a little shy and timid. She was more quiet and um, soft-spoken, and she was really good at playing the harp. She'd been playing the harp since she was literally like a little baby.
2: I have so. to say, it is incredible to watch like I'm just watch so, someone oh play the harp it's just i'm beyond. so jealous
1: i wanted to play the harp since i was three years old and i'm like she's doing so good and she was so young Seriously. at the time like it is it, not easy she's doing really well in those videos
2: it's like i feel like i could be hypnotized by someone yeah, just playing 100%. harp. like you can't stop watching it it's amazing yeah, to it watch is. her do
0: it on june 4th 2002 this is the night before the kidnapping elizabeth smart's grand father had actually just passed away lois's father he had just passed away a couple of days prior to this they had had a funeral and lois has, was cooking food in the kitchen and she's doing her thing and she burns some potatoes
2: this is why when someone passes away just send food just send a like, huge seriously. quantity just of food. anything because and then you're not even, they're not even thinking about it. They can just eat it with. and it's shows, over with.
0: Oh, seriously. And it just shows her character too. It shows the mom's character. Like I just empathize with her so much in this moment. Like it it almost reminds me of you a little bit, Quinny, because it is, it's like in that moment of something like that, like you just cook, mm-hmm. you yep. just cook and it just, She's taking it care does. of Her
1: kids and her family. and, and You're just, just doing do the damn
0: thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you're just getting through it, man. You're just living, but it, exactly so she burns his potatoes it fills the kitchen with smoke right so she has to crack the window open in the kitchen to let the smoke out for these potatoes. Okay. Now this is a rarity. They always had their windows locked. They had an alarm system in their really big house that they have out in the mountains. They leave the window open. June fifth of two thousand and two. The next morning. It was actually just a few days before Elizabeth. She was fourteen years old at the time. Was going to graduate middle school. So she was like about to graduate and go on to like her freshman year or whatever. In the very early wee hours of the morning. We're talking one forty-five fish two a.m. Okay, Elizabeth. Is- is woken up in her room to a man standing above her. And she hears a voice saying, I have a knife at your neck. Don't make a single sound and come with me. Her younger sister, Mary Catherine was actually sleeping in the bed next to Elizabeth Smart. They had two little beds in the room and Mary Catherine is next to her and she is awakened as well. And hears this going on, but startled, she does not move, you know, out of her bed. She's pretending to be asleep. And this man is pulling Elizabeth out of the bed, and he starts to get her ready. He brings her into the closet to get her dressed, and he's saying small things to her. We are unclear still exactly the things that he said exactly to her.
1: I mean, we can probably assume he's threatening her in some way.
0: He's threatening her family. Mary Catherine claims he says some things that she heard him say something along the lines of Ransom. Mary Catherine, terrified, gets out of her bed, and she actually goes to go get her parents. Well, when she goes out the hall, she actually almost runs. Runs into them. Like he's actually leaving with Elizabeth out of the house, down the hallway in front of her brother's room. She gets scared. Look, poor little Mary Cat, nine years old. Little Mary Cat. oh my God. She gets scared, goes, runs back to her bed. And she stays there, terrified. In fact, she actually might've hid, but she stays (sighs) back in the room for a little while. Finally, it's around 4 a.m. that she finally goes to her parents and tells them that Elizabeth has been taken. And at first... (sighs) Her parents don't even believe her. They think that she's dreaming. Yeah. They say, Mary Catherine, you just had a bad dream. Sure enough, they realize like the mother, Lois, motherly instinct immediately kicks in, and she realizes. Sure enough, she goes downstairs and looks, and that darn window is open. Okay, and it appears that the screen has been cut. They go upstairs. Obviously, Elizabeth is gone. She is not in her room. The panic obviously begins. Ramsey vibes all over this thing, oh, right? Now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. They-
2: totally like,
0: totally big Ramsey vibes like immediately they call the family members like before Ed even calls 911 he literally called family members which is just yeah. crazy but it's it also isn't that crazy when I really put it into perspective because if you think about it when something really traumatic happens like that in that moment the people that are like the most like the closest to you like the number one person that you always call like that it's almost instinct for you yeah. to do that and yeah. I feel like he he's really close with his brother Tom and so I feel like Tom just would have been one of the very first people he would have called or
2: whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, they have other children. They're going to want somebody there kind of corralling the kids while they exactly. while they figure it out.
0: So, Mary Kat obviously is very traumatized. The family is all over the house. The police that come in at first, there were a couple newbies on the scene. They didn't go about things the best but in the same vein they didn't go about things the worst we've ever seen Quinny's, because we've mm-hmm. seen some Really bad. Crime oh, you mean scenes, but you mean they not- didn't
2: release the crime scene and encourage them to get somebody to clean it up because it's not really a crime scene because she kidnapped herself. No. Oh, we're not yeah, in Philadelphia, like, Quinny? Oh. So, like, one of their first steps in the investigation is they decide
0: to investigate the family first and foremost to 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 nix out family As they members, should. right? Mm-hmm. Which we again, we don't. You know, there's a few cases that we've done where this does not happen, and it's so frustrating to us, Quinnies, because it's like this is definitely. You have to get rid of the family. You have to check them out right away first. So that's exactly what they do. They do polygraph tests across the board for all the family. So this obviously was all over the media. It was a huge media frenzy. This is one of the biggest stories over the media ever. And it was all over the news.
2: Um, Is Ed the one who fails the polygraph? No, Tom does, his brother. Tom, Tom does, and okay.
0: And it comes back inconclusive. So he didn't fail it, but it came back inconclusive. Now, mm-hmm. he said that he hadn't slept for four, he hadn't slept for four or five days. Right. Because they'd been searching for her. The search parties were massive, you know, hun- hundreds to thousands of people a day searching for her. The uncle also was actually a journalist. Tom is also a journalist. And so he knew the importance of getting the her out into the media and getting mm-hmm. it out. So he was also very much the face for the smart family. Like he was very much like sort of their advocate for really like getting her publicity out there and just getting the story out there. He was very So he was exhausted. He was absolutely exhausted. All of us couldn't share the same feeling about journalists. However, <laughs> um, I do believe some of them have some decent intentions. Like I said earlier, massive regional search efforts. They had volunteers from all over the place. They had the Laura Recovery Center, which led most of the searches. So within the first... 2 weeks after the first 2 weeks investigators had their first suspect. Their first suspect's name was Richard Richie. Richard Richie. <laughs> he did have a criminal history. He had like a couple robbery charges from robbing the Smart's house.
2: Yeah. This dude, <laughs> oh, he does okay. not he does not do himself any favors. Not at great. all. Even when the police talk to him and you do you start to feel for him after a while cuz he's not involved but like damn man. Exactly same Quinny, I started to feel a little bad for him for sure. The
0: Smarts had actually hired him to work on their house for a little while. Oh, okay. Is this like a theme? Like is this a thing that you guys do? And the Smarts are like, "Oh, I mean, yeah, we've hired like a few people like to do some work on our house before." And the investigators are like, "Oh, okay. Well, that's a whole, you know, that's a whole different ball
1: game." Did he Did they like just find him off the street or like, did he come with a contractor, gotten some references or like, it was, he just like a random dude who like, I think he
2: was legitimately a handyman. Okay. Okay. I think it yeah, was like handyman. he like yeah. he was known he was actually- like whether or not he worked for someone or like had any legitimacy to his business, I don't oh. know. Okay. but I think he was a known handyman at like an odd jobs guy. Which Ed Smart had a tendency to kind of do
0: this, like where he sure. would just ha- hire like an odd job guy. This is In like kind of, it's 20s, just like I don't want to bring
2: up Israel Keys, but I'm telling you right now, these this is just how they get into the house my absolute favorite thing is
1: almost every episode. (laughs) Almost. Not every, but almost. (sighs) Jocelyn needs to bring up Israel Keys, and it used to be aliens. Aliens hasn't happened in a while.
0: Get this. The investigators even fly in a specialist from Virginia, okay? So this profiler comes in. This is what the profiler said early, early on, Denise, and just shows you okay, I don't want to bash a bunch on the police in this case because like I said, they actually did some things okay But But then there's just these other, we know that there's these other moments where if they would have done their shit properly, like she probably wouldn't have been gone for that long. This is about three weeks into her being missing. This profile is released to the FBI, most likely a sex crime, a surveyed location. Mm -hmm. Okay. So like where they took her from is, has obviously that somebody is familiar with that and has been watching it. It's a predetermined place. So like where they brought her is like, they already have this planned out. Like it's Mm -hmm. already planned. It's, it's premeditated the person is following media coverage it is not random and again the specialist said like her first question is who made contact with them and like what other handymen like did you have in your house basically early early on in the case right away but for whatever reason these investigators were so set on ricky ricardo over
2: here <laughs> but again queenie he is ridiculous. Ridiculous on tape. Like the things that he's doing and saying you're just like, man, I, you do you start to feel bad for him. But I can see why the cops were like, mate, like maybe this guy, but he's also not very smart. No, mm-hmm. he's not very bright. And it's like this yeah. is a sophisticated ass. Like this was this Yeah, but like sophisticated
1: and Emmanuel together, just like it rubs me the wrong okay,
2: way. Okay, so not I'm <laughs> yeah. saying like something like this is yeah. like taking a certain level of intelligence for sure mm-hmm. and he doesn't ricky ricardo it doesn't he ain't got
0: it he ain't got it ricky ricardo ain't got it but they were totally convinced that it was him they really were they sure. were like this is the guy because at so first they, glance
1: you would think that of course
0: right and they didn't want to really see anything else and this causes a lot of red flags early on in the investigation that like i said that she didn't have to spend this nine months of captivity had they have figured this shit out earlier they're so distracted by this that six weeks after Elizabeth was gone, was taken, there was a break-in at her cousin's house just a few blocks down the road from her house, Benny's. From Elizabeth Smart's house, her cousin's house was broken into. They tried to crawl into the window, Benny's. They couldn't get in. They When they crawled in the window, they knocked over a picture. The picture was knocked over and they got scared and they ran away and nothing happened. And wasn't well, the, the po- cousin like the same age or almost same yes. age as
2: Elizabeth?
0: They thought it was just a random break-in that had no affiliation I with mean, that whatsoever. Come Quinties on, though. Did not even affiliate it. Six weeks I separation. ah. Uh, because they were so, so distracted. And guess what? No. While that happened, Ricky Ricardo was in a cell, Quinny's, because they had <laughs> gotten him arrested on a probation charge, and they had him in jail, and this cousin is getting broken into, her house is getting broken into while he's in a jail cell. Couple little mistakes that they were making to say the least. But it
2: fits their timeline, right? That it's not related if he's in jail when it happens. Obviously, if this happened again and this guy is locked up, you have to look into alternatives, right? In August, Richie actually collapses in his
0: jail cell and actually has a brain an- aneurysm and like dies and his wife swears that it was due to the stress of like the case and like him being blamed for it and so mm. on and so forth right, but he alibied him for that oh, night one- she 100. was saying
2: no he was with me that's the whole night." they have leads
0: but not really and this is the months, you know, four months go by, five months go by, Quinny's. And you know, they have these leads, but not really. And they're keeping so quiet again. And we see this time and time and time again, the cops don't want to talk about it. Cause they don't want to show their hand that they have shit all. On October 12th, Mary Catherine comes forward with some pretty vital information. When the psychologists and the investigators took Mary Catherine's statement in the beginning, she claimed that the person who kidnapped her sister had on a white shirt and a white baseball cap and that he was carrying a gun. But we later find out that these things were not actually the case, that he wasn't carrying a knife, not a gun. Well, psychologists say time and time again, when they interview children that have been in a traumatic, scary, traumatizing situation, at first they'll block some things out because they're so afraid. They're so scared that that first interview is like, they'll block some things out or forget to mention some things because they're just a child with a little racing mind that's Mm -hmm. so scared and they don't, right? I'm sure we've all experienced this, Quinny's, where like, you recognize someone, you don't know where you recognize them from and you cannot figure it out and it's driving you crazy and you'll sleep on it for like mm-hmm. a few nights. Oh my God, it's fucking Billy Bob jo John from South Carolina. Right. Like yeah, literally. That's so just... important.
2: That's so important in this too, Quinny, because this comes up all the time, I feel like, in the story of people being like, oh, well, why didn't she remember until then? Or why didn't she do this or that? Like, exactly. Have you ever just like forgot Gotten a word and can't exactly. remember the word it's on the tip of your tongue and you just can't and like you just can't remember it and then out of the blue you remember and it you why up. for no reason like mm-hmm. it's there's nothing there's no logic to it you just remember when you remember she was nine years old right. like it's just it's how exactly. it is man she tells these cops this she says it's billy bob joe jimmy, james. <laughs> joe james. No, it's jimmy
0: john joe james <laughs> I know who the guy is. It's this man, Emmanuel. You know, she says he worked for my dad. They're like, oh, thank you. And they're like, oh, but we can't take, you know, her word for this now. Like how after all this time and blah, blah, blah. And Mm -hmm. so they're second guessing it. They're like, they're like apprehensive about believing her, right? And she's like, no, I'm telling you like, this is who it is. Again, they just want to keep it hush, hush, hush. Well, finally, the smarts have had enough. This was October that Mary Catherine told them this, right? So by February, 3rd Queenie so for almost four months later the parents finally released this sketch of the man that had worked for them that had worked he had literally spent one day like a five-hour shift working on the smarts roof of their house they wanted the police to release this sketch the police would not release the sketch. And so finally the smarts just get right on the TV and they just put it out there.
2: You know what? At that point, it's just like you have to do what you have to do. Yeah, it's not advisable to go against what law enforcement is doing most of the time in these investigations. But like, I mean, I would believe my daughter. I would believe her. I would be like, I think it's worth what can it hurt? We have no one else. Ricardo's dead. The police are also (laughs) pressuring them to be to declare Elizabeth legally dead. They're being pressured yeah, to be like that. People are expect them to
1: just give up. And you know what else? Their daughter has named someone that they've seen, they've interacted, they've had in their home. It's not like she was like, Oh, I think it was that guy we randomly saw on the corner at that bank that one day, like picking right. yeah, a dude out of the blue. With him. Like right. they, it makes it
0: could make sense. And just a couple months before June 5th, when Elizabeth Smart was kidnapped, Lois and the and the kids were out shopping downtown in Salt Lake City, Utah. And they ran into a man who was calling himself Emmanuel. And they meet him on the side of the road. Okay, I see it as don't fucking do this ever. Yeah, But I also understand how I see how Ed and Lois were trying to be like these people that want to give to the less fortunate, right? Totally. And if they see somebody that's on the street, my mother has always taught me this. Like, if you see a bum, like you give them, a, if you have some change in your pocket, you give it to
1: him michael's raised the same way and i would love to i am just too scared if i'm by myself
0: so she tells him
1: she tells this manual
0: man here's my husband's business card if he needs some work well a few days later sure enough he comes by the house and he ends up doing like i said he ends up doing some roof work for them ed claims that it was a whole full five hours of work that he did and that was it
2: from what i understand he made contact with the boys first Elizabeth's brothers, he was essentially brought to Lois. It was her kids being Mm. like, hey, mom, can can we help this guy out? Like, he's in need and he seems like a good guy. And maybe there's something dad can do. And Lois was like... OK, well, on the spot. like yeah. she was very and she did. She gave him five bucks and she pulled out a card and said, you know, if you call my husband or whatever. And she said, what's your name? And he said, Emmanuel. And she said she immediately knew that wasn't his name. She yeah. she, she was like, like immediately who? like, that's just like what that's you fake. call yourself. Like that's it's fake. Exactly. 100%. It's so interesting. But so I think she may have also felt a little like on the spot with her yeah. kids to be For like, sure. do we practice what we preach? The Mormons like it's very one to others. Example they Mm -hmm. were just trying she was just trying to be like charitable it's so terrible you are such a shitty person if you take advantage of that
0: a little bit about brian david mitchell and i'm gonna try to keep i have literally six pages on him three first names
2: (laughs) i was just gonna say last week it was charles carl roberts now we have brian david David mitchell Mitchell, not good Brian David
0: Mitchell was born on October 18th, 1953 in Salt Lake City, Utah, shocker. He was the third of six children in a also Mormon family. His mother was a teacher and his father was a social worker, a sick social worker at that if you ask me very early on Mitchell's dad exposed him to inappropriate materials such as explicit pictures and photos of from medical books as well as magazines like nude photos pornographic images he also would take his son in the car and drive him to random places and sometimes in Salt Lake City sometimes outside of Salt Lake City actually in other parts of Utah he would drop him off at a random place where he didn't know. And he would tell him that he had to find his way home. And so Emmanuel just Emmanuel. So Mitchell would just have to like find his way back home. And sometimes it would be freezing, like the middle of winter, it'd be like the middle of summer hot, like it was like he was always doing it at really terrible, bad, weird times, just an abusive, weird dad. And he was very young when he was doing that too. And that was like how he taught him about sex and how he taught him about independence. And he thought like his father thought that those were the ways to do that. When Mitchell was 16 years old, he actually exposed himself to a child and he was sent Just to immediately. a juvenile
2: like, Yeah, bad
0: news bears He was sent to a juvenile detention center for this. He also immediately started abusing alcohol and drugs, like pretty much at the age of 14 on, he was smoking, drinking doing doing drugs. When he was 19, he married his first wife named Karen Minor, and she was three years younger than him, so she was 16 when they got married. Nope. They had nope. to, yeah. yeah
2: 16 so-
0: and they had two children together. They divorced shortly after. And Minor, Karen Minor, actually got custody of the children. She, after she got custody, Brian David Mitchell goes and tries to take the kids from her and like flees to New Hampshire, like with the children after she had gotten custody of them.
2: Unbelievable. So um, the
0: okay. So then he's like, oh, okay, I'll just chill. I'll chill in New Hampshire for a little while. Long story short. And there he ends up joining a Hare Krishna commune. <laughs> you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with the him and the Beatles decides to come back to Salt Lake City, and his brother actually tries to help him get sober because his brother had actually just gotten back from a mission with the with kids. The he still has the kids. Nope, kids got the kids went back to their mother. He okay. stayed in in New Hampshire. Then gets bored in the commune in New Hampshire, okay. and he comes back to Salt Lake City. Brother, his okay. brother tries to help him get sober. Then he marries his second wife, Debbie. Don't have we don't have a last name for Debbie. Don't know why, just don't have it. So it's not a thing. Oh, Debbie. I can't has, imagine
2: why she wouldn't want to identify
0: I mean, herself. No. <laughs> so Debbie has three children herself from another marriage. They were a couple of them are girls. Debbie claims that spitchel, spitchel <laughs> was spitchel? abusive during their marriage. They divorced in 1984, and Debbie also alleged that Spitchell had sexually abused their three-year-old son. This caused any visitations for him to have with any of his children to caused them to be supervised by the Division of Child and Family Services. So, like, he started be, having to be watched.
1: How, why is he allowed that in my head? I yeah, know. To even I see know. them. No, like
0: not even all. be around them. And then Ugh. later, one of Debbie's other daughters would come out and claim that Mitchell had sexually abused her for four years while he was oh, with her God. mother, Debbie. Okay, so now here's where this is another little taste of him, too. Just, like, who he is as a disgusting person. On the exact day that Mitchell and Deb's Versus finalized was actually the day that he
2: married
0: Wanda Elaine Barzi. Wanda, uh,
2: Wanda, 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 who Elizabeth
0: actually claims is even worse than Mitchell himself.
2: I believe it. A
0: little bit on Barcy. She was born in 1945, November 6th, the crazy Scorpio. I know because I am one. She was a 40 year old divorcee when he married her and she had six children of her own.
2: See, this keeps happening, Quinny. Why is he? It's every wife that he takes already has a significant number of children. He's a pedophile. And it definitely, Quinny. But like, don't you think that like that's just that's it just shouldn't be allowed? I know, Quinny's. It was the '90s,
0: though. You know what I'm saying? Like, people got away with this shit more, right? Like You're they right. just You're they right. really, really did. Quinny's like apparently, Quinny's Barzi was a pretty horrible person herself. Yeah, well, so I don't think that she cared. she, that. she, she didn't right. discriminate. Yeah, yeah. because according to her kids, she had very troubled relationships with them, with her children. And in fact, one of her daughters claimed that. She was a complete monster. All of my sources say something different. Either Brian David Mitchell or Wanda Barzi herself actually cooked their one of their pet rabbits and fed it to one of the daughters. So yeah, either way, one of them was feeding a pet to one of the kids. They were both having some major issues. Together, when they first got married, Mitchell and Barzee were actively involved still in the LDS church. Like at first they were just like, oh, do-to-do, we're normal, Right. And then all of a sudden, Mitchell began going by the name Emmanuel. Nope. No. And he started claiming that he was a prophet of God and that he experienced prophetic visions.
1: See,
0: okay. Like now he started going around wearing robes and growing long hair and a beard, looking just like Jesus Christ, walking the streets, panhandling, asking for money while him and Barzi preached all around town about the Lord. And their prophetic visions and what they were put on this earth
2: to do. See, here, I also okay, this is a byproduct too of the area. Salt totally. Lake City is yeah. a very interesting, like, mix of people and mm-hmm. Mormons, and it's got mm. a crazy, it's got a really like intense counterculture yeah. too. And I feel like he was able to just like fly under the radar. Even at just hearing that, though, you think like, okay, you see this guy coming a mile away. He's out. He's out of his right. mind. Exactly. You know, but we just don't see stuff like that. I feel like as much
1: but you know what really bugs me though is the fact that like he went to his priest officials whatever and are telling them oh my name is emmanuel now i am the chosen one i am going to ascend i am a prophet and i'm higher than you so like just so it's you know so now sick I just want to let you know. But their only response was like, yeah, we don't want you to come to our church anymore. Which is great. Fine. Like, I wouldn't want him there either. However, that didn't raise any red flags to anybody. Like, hearing voices, like delusions of grandeur, like, eh. Maybe like also see a therapist also, but it's
2: just, it's like another, like, it's like hyper-religious in a way.
0: Yeah. Calling each other these biblical names. I mean. Yeah. And you're right, Quinny. And they did get banned from the church. They ended up getting banned from the church because even the church was like, okay, you bitches got to go. This is too much. Like red flags, people. Obviously, when they met him in the street, that Emmanuel guy, like that's what he was doing. Like he was panhandling, like he was trying to just do and use and get whatever the hell he could. So
2: one time when I was outside of the UC Berkeley campus one morning, this man came up to me and (laughs) I had my iPhone in my hand and he fully explained to me why the bite out of the back of the apple in the apple logo is literally eve taking a bite of the apple and g- getting original sin and how apple will be the downfall of civilization because it's from say he explained the whole entire thing just walked up and explained it to me i don't know mm-hmm. that i would like invite that dude home no nope. no you know like it's, ha- no. it's hard it's so hard it's the thing
0: i try to see that she was doing like trying to be the b- better yeah. person.
2: she was She really was. She really was. What
0: happened to Elizabeth? And what? Where does he take her? Well, he literally walks her up a grueling hike up the foothills that are directly behind her house, Queenie's. It's up in a place called Dry Creek Canyon, which is literally two and a half miles. His campsite, where he brings her, it's absolutely insane. So while she's walking on foot in her little red pajamas, the red pajamas are very much like a. A big, a big part of this. Mm-hmm. And he's walking her up the hill with this with a knife to her back. While they're walking, Elizabeth says that she just recognizes man's voice. Like she swears that she recognizes his voice and she swears that he looks so familiar. From one day working at their house. Yeah so they get to the camp which is basically like if you see the pictures of it it's so scary like it's literally just a trench like they dug a trench in the ground like a literally a war trench slanted pieces of wood down in this trench with like some crappy cardboard and pieces of nature like on the top for a roof it's just a joke absolutely a joke it
1: makes J.C. Degard's tent look like a fucking mansion paradise yeah they get to the encampment and she sees this
0: woman come out of the tent okay and she brings Elizabeth into the tent and immediately starts washing her off, okay? Like sponging her down and makes her take her, is making her take her mm-hmm. clothes off, okay? Mm-hmm. And Elizabeth says, I don't want to take my clothes off. She says, you can take your clothes off or I'm going to make Emmanuel come in here and rip them off of you. She tells Elizabeth that she's cleansing her, okay? And that yeah. she has to wear these robes. I know, it's so disturbing. I it. it seriously makes me feel so uncomfortable. She says, I'm preparing you for a ceremony. They go out of the t- time there's david spitchell dickle and he stands there and he actually marries them he performs a ceremony where he actually marries himself to elizabeth
2: marrying a 14 year old girl who is being held captive and doing it yourself you are now the priest the husband the captor the abducted like all of these like it's just so Sick, It is. However, it is. it's
1: not really that different from his first fucking wife who was 16, dude. That's very yeah. true. He didn't kidnap her and he didn't exactly. perform the marriage himself. But like, it's no, not but that I, far off as far yeah. as the victims go. It's And oh, it's every insane.
0: wife after that, that had five, you know, more kids that mm-hmm. he was like, obviously wanting to be around. Exactly. I know. So, Ugh. okay. So, so as soon rough. as he marries them in a ceremony, he immediately takes her into the tent and he rapes her violent. He violently rapes her the first time. It was like very bad hurt her, her, very bad. It was an awful, it was awful. This is what he claims to, this is what he told Elizabeth verbatim. He said, I am an angel and I am a Davidic king who will emerge in seven years. I will be stoned by a mob. Lie dead in the streets for three days, and then I will rise up and kill the Antichrist. All
2: right. Can he, we just do the part where he is stoned in the street yeah, and killed? Can, we, can do- we just, can we, can we pause it on that part? Can you and just, just be
0: stoned by a mob? And that is thank you.
2: He also tells her
0: that she is his wife because he, he has to have multiple wives because they, the, his wives will then go with him to defeat the Antichrist. So this is why he needs his army of wives, okay? Of young why is Wanda the first wife? Young virgin wives, Quinny. They have to be young virgin wives. Baby. So Wanda's
1: just a used piece of shit. Wanda just sits
0: on the sidelines and like washes her and cheers it on and like also <laughs> harasses her. Because she's into it. She's also th- into it. Uh-huh. And threatens yeah. to kill her. We're not going to get into gruesome detail about all of the things that happened to her in the nine months of captivity, but I'm going to mention some things that to give you an idea of the hell that this poor girl lived in with these uh. two, okay? He insisted that, like I said, that she was the first of many virgin brides that he was going to kidnap while they accompanied him to battle the Antichrist. In order to keep her from escaping, they shackled Elizabeth to a tree, to two trees actually. If you see one of those people that tie their dogs up in a very inappropriate way where they tie two a metal cable to two trees, mm-hmm. then they hook the chain to the cable and the dog can walk along the cable. They hooked a chain to her ankle and then hook the chain to a cable that would drag from the tent. To outside of the tent where she could just barely get out just to pee and she so and literally her feces and her pee were coming back into the tent that's how close she was like oh that's how much god. she couldn't even miss oh move. my god
1: in the war was, trench for fuck yeah
0: shit. in the war trench literally she was forced to take a new name which she they did let her choose it and she chose esther who is from the old testament mitchell also called her shears she was repeatedly raped sometimes multiple times a day. She was forced to look at, okay, this is ironic too. She was forced to look at porno magazines and dirty pictures, which is exactly what his dad did to him. Did to
2: him, yep. Mm -hmm. She was
0: threatened daily about being murdered by both of them. They both would uh, threaten to murder her and her family daily. She was drugged and she was forced to drink alcohol constantly so that she wouldn't fight and so she would resist less. She was starved very often. Wanda liked to feed her garbage so that's really nice one of her favorite things to do was is when emmanuel would go down to town by himself wanda would actually force her to eat things she just had these weird like desires to
2: make her want to like do odd things just like a power struggle yes yes because she's also into it for this other sick reasons Uh, did they i know that he was drunk a lot Mm -hmm. of the time was wanda too Or just him? Like they were actively drinking. Yes. Alcohol was
0: definitely a thing. I think he was drinking. Yes. Like way more. But yeah. I mean, Elizabeth claims that they were like, they were always under the influence. Like they were always doing something. And it was so crazy because they, you know, they try to act so godly, but they're just using oh, yeah. substances oh, every yeah. day. Exactly. It's the same. So, so, the same. abuse was, like I said, facilitated and const- consistently followed through with by Barzi herself. And Smart, in fact, said that she was the most evil woman that she had ever met in her entire life. And she also said that she was worse than Brian David Mitchell, that even him raping her daily th- three and five times a day was not as bad as some of the things that Mm -hmm. wanda did
2: the mental manipulation
0: and the manipulation was a big thing too thank you Quinny, because they would tell her really fucked up things like they would tell her that no one was looking for her and that her family had given up on her and she's like at that vulnerable 14 year old phase where like you you believe shit that people tell you you really you really do
2: it already happened. The worst thing that could possibly happen already happened. You've already already been kidnapped. Why wouldn't you believe everything that they say to you?
0: This is important too. First couple days of the kidnapping, Elizabeth actually heard her searchers looking for her Quinny's, which this just breaks my heart. It was the third day that she was captured. She actually heard her uncle's voice calling her name Quinny's and she could not answer because she was so terrified at how much they'd already threatened her. If She screamed out Mm -hmm. that they would just, they would slap your throat around september october is when mitchell started to be feeling comfortable enough to bring elizabeth out into town with him because a few months had passed now and so he thought oh okay we're we're in the clear it's just like Garino and jc
2: exactly Yep, yeah,
1: exactly he oh gets she's my assistant cocky. she
2: works for me yep.
1: whatever he gets cocky that she's not gonna say anything or try to escape and he can right. just get further and further out right. there and it's sick
0: and they would do things like they would shoplift and they would go to restaurants and walk out on the tabs and things like this. Right. So they go to the Hard Rock Cafe.
2: I can't believe this either. I'm like, this he, kills does, me. he doesn't seem like the Hard Rock Cafe type. No. no.
0: Like, what no. the fuck are you doing? Or the house party
2: type. Like, what the yeah. fuck? No, the house party so- is just
0: so strange yeah so so many people have harassed her for so long why didn't you escape why didn't you do this questioning everything about her it's terrible how do you have sex like how do you have sex now after you were raped and brutal like she's like uh because i love my husband and like i've moved on and i choose not to
2: you know it's just outrageous it really is like but they do question. if if it was an abducted Uh male he would not get that question no never no one would ask him that ever so no. no.
0: She was constantly harassed about it. Exactly. So, but anyways, this just really gives you insight into how much she was struggling and suffering and how like if we were in the same situation, we can't say that we wouldn't do the same thing. So literally this girl was so terrified for her life. They go into the Hard rack Cafe. She needed to use the bathroom. It was rare that she was allowed to go to the bathroom, but he lets her and Wanda go to the bathroom alone, okay? And he stays waiting outside of Hard Rock Cafe. And she goes into the stall and she carves I don't don't know how she had something with her—a little tool or a piece of something. If it was a bottle cap or something, I don't know exactly. But she carves the word "help" into the side of the bathroom stall in the Hard Rock Cafe twenties because, in her little fourteen-year-old head, she thought maybe someone will see it and they'll maybe take it seriously and they'll think that it was me and they'll try to help me. Okay? And it just shows you, like, she was so naive and like so yeah. sheltered. And it's like even if she could escape. Like, she was not a stupid girl by any means. No. But like, even if she could escape, like, she didn't have a way to figure that out. No. Like, she was not She's 14. To...
2: But yeah, they were literally saying, so, we will go back and kill your family. A
0: couple months shortly after that, they go to this house
2: party. Because apparently, Emmanuel, while
0: Emmanuel and Wanda are panhandling, they meet uh, some people that think that they're eccentric and... Interesting. And this girl's having a housewarming type party at her house, college student.
2: I feel like we have been at this party. Legitimately, like, oh oh, one hundred percent. Like not the Absolutely. party that Elizabeth Smart was at, but, but like we have been like at a party this. like this with a bunch of artists. Things are getting weird. You don't know what's going on. It's a little, the vibe is just kind of mm-hmm. like who you the hell? And then, now, then there's like, a weird dude who's got preaching. a kid with him in the corner of the room, and you're like, what the hell is going? Like it, it's I just I it takes me right back. It really does. It's <laughs> you just like it
1: reminds- I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Jasmine. It reminds me of your first apartment. Yeah. <laughs> Oh
2: exactly. My exactly, No fault, you of, yours. What no fault of yours. no the of yours Like, I you don't so know. There's, who
1: are these people? I don't. The, know. I don't know. Somebody there that are, came
0: in. Kumayana Something circle. is Fucking. going down over there.
2: Yeah. I never do this. Never. never do this they're never weird and no. cool no they're just no. weird <laughs> they're just weird but again it's just more like dangling Elizabeth smart
0: in everybody's face like she was literally right there under everybody's nose in the middle of Salt Lake City Utah and nobody even knew it and it's just absurd it's absolutely freaking absurd Mitchell decides that they want to maybe start to make some changes like they maybe need to they maybe need to make a move like it's time to maybe you know go somewhere different so they're gonna go to the lobby Library to research some maps and to look at some maps and to try to figure out like where they think they're going to go. They're thinking California, but they want to go check out some maps and kind of see you know how the wilderness over is over there and like get a vibe for things. Right, so they go to the library. They're all covered in robes and veils, all dressed in white. Right, so they really stand out. Like they, yeah, it's not a good disguise. No. And one of the patrons at the library is like, okay, this is a weird situation. I'm concerned. I'm gonna call the police and so she calls the police and, a, and an officer comes and investi- it's actually an investigator that comes and he's talking to Emmanuel, and he's like oh what's up and Emmanuel's like oh this is my daughter and we're doing you know we're just doing some research and we're sitting here and he's like the investigator says well we're looking for someone right now and uh, we're looking for a girl you know is there do, would you mind actually if your daughter just took her headscarf off like so that we could just like see her and he completely and Insists that he cannot do that, that it is against their religion and that he cannot reveal her face because women in their religion do not do that. This investigator is really pressing him like, ma'am, are you okay? Elizabeth claims that like during this time, like Wanda was Barzi is literally squeezing her leg like under the table. And so she's totally scared and of course is a mute and doesn't say a word and the cops turn to ask her questions and again, Mitchell interrupts and says, you know, she can't talk. That's also against our religion. Just a master manipulator and turn the whole story around and After about a half hour, Quinise, he convinces this cop to go away.
2: To all the people who have something to say about her not escaping, again, he has gotten away with it. She's just getting example after example. Yep. He and just, just keeps getting away with it.
1: This and is Garrido can... with the social, right. with the um, parole officers coming yeah, into right
0: yes. oh the freaking house. So after the library, they're like, now I'm afraid we're going to go to California and they go to San Diego. So now they're in San Diego and this is crazy too. February 12th, Brian Mitchell gets arrested in El Cajon, California, because he broke into a church trying to steal food out of the church. Okay. And honestly doing God knows what else in there. He was was not recognized as the criminal that they're looking for in utah like they didn't recognize him right away over in california so he just literally the judge just straight up lets him off i think he puts him on like a minor small little probation period or something and he has to check back in with the judge or something but that's it a few days after this so that was the 12th that he was arrested in california on the 15th is when america's most wanted actually releases the story of quote-unquote Emmanuel again this is the smart and America's most wanted like really coming together to try to make an effort to get Emmanuel's face out there and get the case more public we all know that John Walsh is like gonna do whatever it takes Mm -hmm. to like find a missing person and to put it all over the
2: place John Walsh 2024 john walsh I'm like so i put my Every faith year. in john walsh like i'm telling you Paul oh Holes, he was CP. involved
0: yes, yes. seriously yes. that's a <laughs> oh sexy presidential ticket but right it there is. It oh, is. wow you are not kidding <laughs> loving it you got my votes
2: walsh polls 2024
0: yeah. he was with them he was with them from the very very beginning they get more pictures out of his face too, right? So not only did the America's Most Wanted do the coverage of him, but then they also got more updated photos of him because he actually had a family member call who recognized him and said, oh, this is my sister's husband.
2: Creepy ass husband. Because he used to be clean shaven, looking clean cut. I think when he worked at the Smarts even, come to think of it, he used to be clean cut and clean shaven, but now they're getting, now they have that- He's got a huge beard and whatever at one point yeah. and long hair, but then he's also totally so he is. He's just like a shapeshifter. He's like
0: it's fucking all over the place. Exactly. They're in California and Elizabeth's like, you know, he's so into himself and really just in her head. She's like, he's so into himself. He has all these profound visions. Like maybe I can convince him of something. And this is such an incredible part of the story. So Elizabeth says to Brian David one day, she says, I know that you have all these visions from God and I, I don't have those visions, but do you think that maybe like God might have a vision for you and he might have something that he wants to tell you maybe we're supposed to go back to Salt Lake City she says because they had been talking about going to all these other states and in Elizabeth's head she knows that if they go to another state like she's never gonna see her family again like that it's it's over it's over and so she's like this is this is my last chance that I had so she literally like somehow manages to manipulate him the way that he had been manipulating her for these nine months little Quinnies. she somehow manages to manipulate him and convince him that God is giving him a vision for them to go back to Salt Lake. And he wakes up the next
2: day and he's like, we're going back. She she outsmarted him. It's
0: amazing. Then he starts, then they change their look dramatically, right? So they go from wearing these robes and these veils and being completely covered and you only see their eyes. So they move back to Salt Lake City, Utah, Quinny's, and they've got Elizabeth Smart in a gray
2: wig and a pair of sunglasses. Binies? She looks so ridiculous. She, she looks yeah. like right. when you dress up as an old woman as a kid. Like, like that, she does she looks literally. ridiculous so on march 12th 2013 9 months
0: after she had been kidnapped so from june to march this is how long it was june 12 2003 a woman is at a gas station with her husband and they're getting gas and the woman looks over and she sees this freaking man just coming out of the hills okay she like literally <laughs> describes it as like he's walking out of the grass like just straight no. out out of the hills, okay. She's this woman no. is a trip that called nine one one. I see this man and like this random girl in like a gray wig, and she's like, and it's so random. And I'm like, that looks like that Emmanuel guy that I saw in America's Most Wanted. And her husband's like, what? And she's like, no, I swear, like that's really him. Literally, nine one one call is epic. Like she literally calls. She's like, hi, is this the number that you call, like <laughs> if you see someone from America's Most Wanted? And they're like, yes, ma'am, this is the number that you. Call. Call. This woman's a hero. She really is. She because- is. Sure enough, the police came and the way Elizabeth tells the story is she had everything planned because for so long, Emmanuel and Barzee had always told her just what to say if they were ever questioned. And the first thing the cop says is, you know, what's up with this wig? And she's like, what wig? I just got this feeling like this gut feeling that I just couldn't stop asking her questions. And he's like, and I felt like I just needed to pull her further and further away from the two of them. This
2: is the and same she- thing as the woman who spoke to JC, Carly. 100%. She just yes. was like, kept asking her questions because she just knew like, no, I think yeah. I need to get more information. Yep. And Elizabeth
0: <laughs> lies and he asks her again and she lies and yeah, exactly. Same she, like J.C. Exactly. Yep. Yep. He pulls up a picture of Elizabeth Smart and he says, I, I think this is you. And she literally says, her exact words are, if thou sayest. So that was the 12th. On March 18th, Mitchell and Barzi. so they were arrested. And a few days later, they were both charged with aggravated kidnapping aggravated sexual assault, and they were also charged with aggravated burglary as well. Oh, shocker, because they were just like robbing mad places, breaking right. mad oh, places. Oh. Right. Another reason we could have a whole second episode would be just on Mitchell's trial because it oh. was a- or, um, it was totally dragged on for years and years and years. I think seven years it dragged on. It wasn't until 2010 that he finally had a trial. And the reason for that is, is because they kept trying to say that he was not mentally competent
2: Quinnies <laughs> did you watch <laughs> the fucking questionings of him. No. Oh my god. Quinny his interrogation or? Yes. Quinny. When he's in the full green suit. <laughs> yes. Get thee behind me Satan. He keeps yes. saying and throwing and like- his hand back and throwing his hand back. And and no like, I'm not Trying people. to like oh, swat at things in the air that yes. are not there. It's like a bad movie. Having these
0: crazy outbursts in the <clears throat> middle of court. Like just totally. But then when he would go back he wouldn't act crazy. For years this goes on and on about them going back and forth arguing over whether or not he's mentally sound okay they had all these specialists come in some people are like oh yeah he's totally fine other people are like yeah this guy's cuckoo for cocoa puffs they did the
1: same thing with Barzi? they did the same thing
0: with Barzi. i think Barzi, they actually ended up being able to medicate her and
2: she dropped back after a little while yeah. after a little while she started topping to things and you know again she she did not stand by fucking his man -mm. 2010,
0: Benny. She was found in 2003. It's crazy. Finally, he was ruled competent to stand trial on December 10th of 2010, is when he was convicted for her abduction. He was sentenced on May 25th of 2011 with two life sentences in federal prison without the possibility of parole. So he's ain't going nowhere. Which is interesting
2: because. If he had just kidnapped her in Utah and stayed in Utah and not taken her across state lines, he might be in a state prison and he might have better chances of clemency and all the things, but he's you're right, Quinny. He's in federal prison. He's he's not going anywhere.
0: Marzi was actually, she got pardoned because the board had failed to give her credit for time already served in federal prison. So she actually only spent nine years in prison and when she was 72 years old she was released she is on parole for five years under federal supervision and she is a registered sex offender but she straight up lives in salt lake city utah free quinnies and uh, guess yeah what? she's around she lives next to a school Quinny. she lives next to an
2: elementary school she can't there's quinnies. no you, you can't live with you can't be a registered sex a offender and live within a uh, certain radius of a school
0: the utah state al- disallows you to go on the property but they cannot prevent them from living near the school in oh, utah wow. oh yeah okay. well because i looked something's it up gotta
1: go here no
0: yeah no. there's no restrictions in the state of mm. utah on how close to a school a pedophile can live U-
2: utah listeners what the hell what the hell can we get like a can you get here can somebody get some shit going over there like are you kidding
0: me some years later after elizabeth was rescued she went on a plane to go somewhere she was sexually harassed on the plane by a man okay she was sitting next to a man in the plane and she woke up to him rubbing her leg softly caressing her Hmm. leg when I went to visit Jocelyn in California when she lived out there. I fell asleep on the plane, okay? And this was probably, this is probably four years after that, maybe a few years after that happened to Elizabeth, okay? I was sitting on the plane on our way to California to see Quinny, and I woke up to a man fondling my knee no. OK, and I looked over and I said, um, excuse me, were you just touching me? The man just turned away, refused to answer me, didn't say anything to me. Now, I was kind of out of it because I fell asleep and I was also kind of shocked and scared and didn't well, even yeah. really believe that it was really that it had really happened. 20s. So I didn't really say anything else about it after that. But then years later, did I find out that Elizabeth Smart was also fell up on a freaking plane by a creeper knee rubber? And I seriously think that there's a fucking watch out for the knee rubber on the planes. I'm telling you. I'm sorry.
1: And you just sat. you had to sit next to him for the rest of the flight? Yeah, I sat next to him
0: for the rest of the flight. Yeah.
1: No. And
0: and it's the same flight that also shit her pants (laughs) too on that flight. And I'm pretty sure that the fucking smelly leg guy smelt the poop. And, you know, karma's a bitch. She had to go commando off the plane. (laughs) And the guy probably (laughs) Oh, he smelt it. No, he did. She had to cross us to get out to go to the bathroom to change her underwear. Okay. In the aftermath of all of this, after all of this, Elizabeth Smart ended up becoming an amazing. I mean, she's written books. She's a huge advocate. Has her foundation.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my God.
0: Right. She does a lot of good stuff, and it's amazing to watch her grow. And it's amazing for her to just live her best life and like not let anybody get her down. And she also does not let this like define who she is. And I just admire her so much for that because I think it's a really beautiful quality to like just get on an interview oh how how was it like to do this and this and this and this and you're just like no I want to talk about like my children and like my foundation and like my life and not Mm -hmm. about freaking Mitch and Wanda Ditchel Bitchels, you know, yeah. like yep. seriously. Wow, I'm glad I I'm glad I finally got to cover her Queenie's because she's wow. like someone I've been wanting to do cover for a long oh, time, and such a- wow, such and good. I admire her, I really Absolutely. do, I truly yeah. admire her. John Walsh he describes the day that she came home when she saw her parents, and it's so cute because he literally starts crying, and literally I started crying seeing him cry because he's mm-hmm. like, we don't see this, we see it so rarely that when you actually get that moment moment of her being back like in her father's arms Mm -hmm. it's like the he's like literally like this is why i do like what i do and i'm just like
2: okay john quinnies we got any final thoughts about elizabeth smart and her her brave story her unbelievable story in a lot of ways what do we think about
1: crazy people who think that she Went willingly that it's wow. an inside job with the parents. You've I've seen one not. too many Mel Gibson movies, Liam Neeson <laughs> movies, like take a breath. I did not know that people felt this way until like researching this case. She gets a lot of hate. I did not really Like a lot. She really does. And it's really bullshit. They're like, oh, you're telling me that you went through all this quote unquote horrific sexual abuse and you were tied up, but you were, you're clean in every video. You're wearing perfectly white clothes in every picture. Like you weren't held captive anywhere. You wanted, you were just a rebellious teen who like wanted to leave with this band because you were tired of living under your parents' thumbs, blah, blah, blah. Like it is insane. It really is. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, because
0: that's what she wanted. Like, if any of them even listened to an ounce of her testimony during yeah. the trial, too, like, then you would have some kind of idea of the kind of torture that this girl was going through. They to.
1: rag on her for not having to go to, like, five therapy sessions a week to deal with the trauma of it all. Like, they literally are, like, ragging on her for being
2: yeah. able to overcome it. Well, that's you don't, that does not account for how much time she spends in church or praying. Exactly. Her sister right. literally saw it. So, nope. didn't go willingly. And you know what gets me too is the pictures of her right after she came back. Mm-hmm. She has her whole T-zone is sunburnt to a crisp. Yes. And it just reminds me of a child, like a toddler who does not have enough sunblock on and you can see them burning and immediately you go like, oh man, you got to put a hat on or you got to get like, you got to do something. And it just screams neglect to me. Held against her will. No one was caring for her. Like, it's just, it's, it's literally written on her face. Like, no.
1: When her father came out in 2019. as a gay man
2: mm-hmm. that apparently added to
1: like how fraudulent the whole family is people like what is wrong with people like what is wrong
2: i don't see how the two have anything to they do have nothing with to each do other. right
1: right they don't nothing. yeah I do have one question, though. Apparently this, the window screen that he went through,
2: they say that it
1: looked like,
0: like it was, was from the inside. Yeah. yeah.
2: So like, what do we think about that? that People life. were trampling through that crime scene. You yep. don't know what was what. You don't know exactly. like, right? you don't know if somebody was like, oh, there could be, they could be a rookie officer being like, we got to take the screen out for what, it, like, there what were. You, Right. And You and there just were don't rookie know. Officers.
0: There were, there were rookie officers. They, one of the very first, the biography the autobiography of Elizabeth Smart. There were some new cops on the job, like ones that had just started, like that arrived first on the scene, just like
2: John Bonet. Just like John And I think John Bonet plays into this case. I think think they did not Utah did not want to have a similar situation as the Ramseys. They did not they they were trying not actively trying not to do that. My one last thought was
1: just if you see anyone or hear anyone say that they are in fact a prop, the next chosen one of the Lord and a prophet run alert someone
2: so you know human trafficking is real coercive control is real if you know someone who's being manipulated bad relationship uh, abusive situation there will be resources in the show notes for people you can talk to free about that we will also put place for you to report human trafficking or any tips or any information you can provide newsflash people sometimes they're two miles down the road this does not happen in a vacuum they're not whisked away to some dark place like this kid was two miles from home it's so flipping scary if you see something please report it because this is not it's not made up
1: don't go into the woods but if you do and you see a trench mention it (laughs) phone call like at least take a picture make a phone
2: call
0: be like dude there's a really freaking crazy fort down here there's like,
2: a super shitty fort down here that somebody <laughs> built that's so horrible. Bored. Someone did a horrible job with it. I just want to let you know. <laughs> All right, right Quinny's. All right. Love you, Quinny's. Love you, Quinny's. Good night. Listen to Straight Up
0: Evil.